Welcome to the Travel Agent Podcast. I'm your host, Aileen Blanco. I interview successful industry professionals and share my personal journey to becoming a travel agent. The show is for aspiring travel agents and travel professionals at every level. My mission is to uncover the universal keys to thrive in this business. Join me as I take a closer look into the life of a travel agent. Hello and welcome back to the Travel Agent Podcast. We are keeping it rolling with really amazing guests who are doing fantastic things in the industry. And today is no different. So I'm going to let her introduce herself. Hi, everyone. My name is Courtney Nichols, and I am the owner of TRVLB, a luxury uh, membership-based travel design boutique, Compass Collective, which is B2B marketing consultancies for travel brand, and then Travel Bash, my passion project, my baby, the destination wedding blog that I started when I first got into the business. Awesome. So we're not going to start any different than we normally do. Tell us how you got into the business. Yeah. So I have moved um, around a lot. My husband is a college basketball coach. So before he was a coach, I lived overseas. So it was one of those things that my friends and family were like, oh, Courtney's probably already been there. Like she's lived in Europe. Like she's always moving. And I actually had a destination wedding and my travel agent at the time was like, girl, you need to come be a travel agent. She was like, you know, everybody like you've lived everywhere. It'll be great. And I kind of was like, uh, I don't know about that. Like, what? Booking travel? And then I'm thinking online because I'm young. And I was like, I, don't, I, I mean, besides my destination wedding, I had never used the travel advisor. And I'm just kind of like, hmm. And then time went on. And like I say, before I was a travel advisor, I was a major gift fundraiser. So that was like, I graduated the marketing degree. I went right into nonprofit and then university fundraising. And we kept moving and kind of I saw the trajectory of like, the positions I should be getting, what I wanted to do, but then we could be moving. And then Charlie's like, here I am. Like, you know, she just kind of kept at me and I'm like, all right, I'll try. I mean, people already come to me anyways. Let's see. So that's kind of how I got into the business. Yeah. That was three years ago. (laughs) Wow. So one of the things that I've noticed from doing the show is that usually people hit their like stride that third year, but you are a unicorn. <laughs> so um, tell us how like you've been able to really uh, boost your clientele and get your, your travel agent like popping in the last like three years. Yeah. So I will first attribute to, to I didn't just jump right in the business. So I had a full-time job. Um, I started my business in January, 2017, and I did not quit my full-time job until a year and a half in, like June, 2018. I was like, oh, I'm not coming back. (laughs) Don't worry about it. And from there, I really wasn't, to be honest, this is kind of crazy. I really wasn't interested in the travel piece per se, as far as like, I need to know all the destination hotels and that type of thing. But I kind of looked at it first standpoint of like my business, how's this set up and using my fundraising background of like, okay, there's a process to this, like art and science where there's identification, you know, cultivation, like, like I kind of took the model from my fundraising and then tried to apply it to business. Now there was like lessons learned. There's some good and bad of that, but I'll say that where I feel like travel is a relationship business, building a relationship, like their network is really, um, has a major 
impact on, I think, people's success in this industry. But I will also say this is my third year and I didn't really like kill it like I was supposed to due to COVID. Like I had all these muscles like, girl, we up here. Yes, you're going to retire me. And just talking, we we're just joking and playing. And then COVID hit and then it was like, blah, 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 and just kind of rolling. But it was already the trajectory of like where I was going and taking my business. And I was kind of getting out of like the romance and the destination wedding. And I was never like really um, an advisor that focused on kind of budget properties and or a younger demographic, but it wasn't as defined in the luxury market when I first started. So even with COVID, it kind of helped me because the type of clients I had, they were going to travel regardless. It was just, could they go? It wasn't more or less that I lost my job and or I can't afford to go or like, this is just turned my whole world upside down. More of it's like, Courtney, are we allowed to go? Or, you know what I mean? Like, instead, I want to do this. So the type of clientele that I was already, I felt like I was planting seeds. So the clients that I was already planning to like move towards or further and kind of move my whole business model around kind of held me from like going under, basically. <laughs> I'll say, <laughs> say this year, it was a challenging yeah, year. It has been a challenging year. Yeah. So from what I'm hearing is yes. you kind of took what you were doing a business and uh, at your you know, nine to five and, and interjected that into your current business. Is there anything now that you wish you would have known when you first started that would have been even more helpful and would have kind of took your business off even further? I will say when I first got into it, like it's the numbers type game because then I had to figure out what is even worth my time. And that sounds crazy, but like when I first got into it, I'm like, yeah, I'll book your hotel to DC. Like I have no business booking somebody's hotel to DC making $30. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll do your cruise or I'll do like, I don't do cruise anymore. But I mean, I know people that make tons of money, like that's their thing. But I really cast it a wide net, which I think when you start a business, that's good for you to do because you find out what you like and what you don't like and what's going to serve you. But it, it came down to looking at the numbers and like your bottom line and where I could start it and how I could be of service. But then also how that lifts my business up, you know, because I can't service you if I'm not in business, meaning I have to make money. I feel like it's your act of like, I've served you well is you to pay me type of thing. So I will say that when I got into business, I started right off the bat, my hostation charging fees. Now they weren't like significant, but it was like something to put people's a little thunder under people's behind, like to know that, Hey, this is a business, you know, I am offering a service. And are you in type of things? So to answer your question in a roundabout way is like knowing my numbers and also like niching sooner or finding that core group of who's going to serve my business well, because I think they've, they've said that like when you first start, you get most of your business from only 20%. So instead of focusing on everybody and being something for everyone in that 80 to focus on that 20 and then your business will grow type of thing. So, you know, this fee thing is a huge issue in the industry. <laughs> like, whether to charge a fee or not charge a fee, I have done both. And I do notice that the ones who pay the fee up front are definitely more committed to their trip. But you are doing something a little bit different. I had one other uh, guest on the show who has a, like a, a very similar model. Um, mm -hmm. Do you mind telling us a little bit about your new model? Yes. Yeah, so that is my TRVLB. And it is a luxury membership travel design boutique. So what that means or what that is, 
I do not plan one-off trips. So if someone were to come to me like, hey girl, we want to go to Hawaii for our anniversary. In order to be a client, you must be a member. So I have two tiers and it's not necessarily based on more perks, but it's based on how you travel because I have clients that are more of stick closer to home, like five days or shorter. You know what I mean? Like they want to be North American, Caribbean, Mexico. They'll spend the money, but they're just not going to Bali or Africa. So I have a tier that's more of like your jet setter, but it's kind of fun and sun type people. And then I have my, I call them like explorers, world explorer. Like they want to be the first to like do everything and they're, they're jumping out of the plane. I mean, they want to go to Africa. Like they've been to Bali three times. You know, like I have more of those where they're trying to go to the newest, best, they Seychelles, Maldives, like Mauritius. It's one of those things where they can spend 10 to 12 days, multiple times of year to travel extensively. So my model is not necessarily based on a commission per se, but it's more of the service offering that I'm allowing you to create a full travel blueprint. So you're sitting down with me and we're talking about that girlfriend's getaway that you're going in February versus that annual family trip to Kiwa Island that you hate, that you want to probably move somewhere else to that bay trip, vacation trip, to that bucket list trip. Maybe you haven't ever been to Peru and you want to go. I'm going to help you sort that out, kind of put you on a plan what that looks like and what we need to start budgeting for. And really, it's kind of like an inner circle. It goes back to my fundraiser. Like, I'm going to be your inner circle because it's like your doctor, your hairstylist. There's certain people you don't play with. I only go with them because of that. So I want people, when they think of travel, when my clients, oh, my girl will handle that. Even if it's where, oh, Courtney, I'll add a few extra days. So it's more of a concierge kind of lifestyle management model or service that's more of your inner circle, your go-to, uh, really focusing on relationships versus like a one-time transaction or like, oh yeah, I'll book your this or I'll book your that. I love it. Uh, I have been thinking more and more about that since our uh, pre-interview because I, I deal with a lot of financial professionals and mm -hmm. most of their, you know, business is relationship based. And it's like, that right. makes sense. That's, that's how things should work. It's, I mean, if you're providing a service. So congratulations on figuring that out early. Well, <laughs> still, still working. But like, I've got some members, like I've, I've launched and I've got some members like locked in. And I also think I can only serve you as well as I know you. So for instance, if I plan your trip to just Mexico one time, that I'm, I'm basing on limited information, maybe one phone call or a couple, but just think if we built this relationship there, oh, I know she only does Hendrix gym. When she gets off the plane, she needs it. You know, like it's a more person, like in order for you to have that type of, I say curated or highly curated experience that wows, you have to know somebody. It can't be a one-time phone call or a two follow-up and then an assistant. Because not saying that you can't pull it off, because honestly, I, I was doing it and there's several other agents that do it. But just think, as more and more you plan trips for people, the same people, and as they grow with you and they expect like, oh, now they've added, you know, little Johnny to the team. Well, two years ago, you didn't have Johnny. You know, as you, it's kind of like they're a part of your family. They start extending and growing and they trust you more. You know their likes, their concerns. They know about your family. You know, Natalie has piano lessons on Friday. You know, the more I know, the better I can curate an experience really based on them. It's all the truth. So one of the things that um, I always ask my guest is, especially right now with COVID, like how has COVID Obviously, COVID has been 
awful. But how has COVID yeah. helped your business? Like, how has it given you the, what has it given you the time to really figure out? Because you keep hearing pivot, pivot, pivot. But what it sounds like is you just went in further in what you were already doing and making it better. So what did you, what, what did you learn from this downtime during COVID? Yes. Yeah, so I was fortunate in that I was already heading towards this model. So when COVID hit, it just reinforced my desire to move in that direction. Because now just think if you were an agent and you didn't charge fees, or even if you did and no one traveled in that year, look how much money that you still did the work and you're still having to do more work to rebook them for next year, but you've only been paid once. And for some agents, you haven't been paid at all. So this whole year you've done so much work and you're having to do more for the same client. Every time you touch a booking that costs you money. So it kind of reinforced like, girl, this is the right direction. Cause I can't even imagine, like I'm thinking if, you know, it really hit the fan and I have four kids mouth to feet. Like we would be out here struggling because I feel like I didn't honor myself and my business enough to charge something or in order to set myself up for success in the future. And that's not just a COVID thing. That's a period, a business period. Like, because there's going to be other things that come up besides COVID that can impact anyone's business when we don't know. I mean, we just had a major election that could have been it. Um, impact. You know what I mean? Like, so there's several things. So what I can control, um, is what I focused on, but I will say that that's where compass collective was created or I started this consultancy because, um, I feel like we were in this great awakening where everybody, I mean, racial inequality came to the forefront, even though the same thing people have been arguing and fighting for have, has been happening for years. You know, like, it's like, whoa, because of COVID and we actually got to see somebody step on someone's neck. It was like, wow, like, this is crazy. This, I mean, but they've been doing it. So it made me step back and say, okay, how can I contribute to this? What can I do to help move the needle or shift the conversation on even the industry that I'm in? Because there's, I mean, we can look around about, you know, not even to give a little of everything in everyone's life, but right now in the travel industry, what I, I see is missing is the lack of diversity. And people are shocked and like, what? Are you kidding me? Like, I mean, to be a black travel advisor, on top of that, a black luxury travel advisor, I mean, you said I was a unicorn. If that's the case, I'm really a unicorn in that market. And then to not see anyone that looks like me and or my clients or go to these conferences and there's no one that speaks or there's no one in leadership or even my sales reps or the suppliers it's kind of disheartening but it's one of those things that i have kind of oh well you know that's how it is that shouldn't be how it is but we've lived in that environment where of course we know but other people didn't know so i started this consultancy not to like slap people on the wrist and be like you suck and Black Lives Matter, but to be more like, hey, let me be a bridge. I'm extending the olive branch. Let me show you areas of weakness and how to improve it. Because when you make money, I make money. And when I make money, you make money type of thing. So let's come together and get some things in check. So Compass Collective, that kind of COVID to kind of circle back to your question is, I was able to create another extension of my brand to serve travel brands looking to diversify and attract a broader audience that was left out and underrepresented before. Yes. <laughs> <Snap>. uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> I love it. 
um, because it has that. That's one of the things that um, I noticed right off the bat when I started the podcast, um, looking for agents to come onto the show. And uh, I have made it a point to open the show up and to search for, and when I've, I've really had to search <laughs> <laughs> for people of color in the industry who are killing it. And I just think that, like you said, there definitely needs to be more representation. And I'm so excited to, to follow you on that journey and yes. see how that works out. Uh, so tell us, what do you have going on in your in your personal life and in business that you're super excited about um, coming up? Yes. So I always like my husband, I feel like I'm his little cheerleader. I'm like basketball season is about to start up. So in our house, I know people rave about football, but like we're college basketball people. Again, we're Florida Gators. The season's coming up. We don't know what it's going to look like because of COVID, but I am the girl who I fly on the private plane with the team. I'm at every home game. I'm at every away game, like ride or die. I'm sitting there. I'm like, these are all my kids. Yeah. And we're going to get done. So I'm excited because the season's coming up. First game, November 25th. We're going to be like in a little bubble in the Mohegan Sun in Connecticut. So that's kind of like what's going on personally. I will say in my business, I just had a photo shoot yesterday for Compass Collective. My website is launching at the beginning of next month. So that's what I'm working on professionally, as well as trying to make sure all my T's are crossed, I's are dotted, and my systems are like this with the membership because high-level service, I want high-level results. So I need all my stuff, you know, on point. (laughs) So that's kind of what's going on. Basketball and then working this thing out. I think you're awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I So... I might say this a lot, but I, I feel like, you know, the universe brings me and attracts, I attract really awesome people. And so I'm, I'm so, so glad to have met you and you are definitely on my bestie list. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> so this interview was great. I definitely, I feel like there's so much more we could dive into. So I'm going to keep you on the books. Okay. And we're yes. going to do this again, especially since, you know, I want to, see what your new website looks like and, and really help you in any way that I can, because I just think that now is the time that we really should be helping each other and making yes, sure that, you know, we're doing as much as we can uh, for each other and with each other moving on in the future. Well, thank you so, so much. You're welcome. Thank you for joining the travel agent podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review. Visit the travelagentpodcast.com for more information about today's episode and other travel agent resources. Be sure to tune in every Thursday for new episodes. Until next time, continue to build a travel business you love.